I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. As always, I'm Ryan, joined by Tyler and Lou. Today's episode, we're going to get into a little recap of the NFL weekend that was, as well as what Friday's release of Prism looked like, and then we're going to name a winner for Stump the Shop. 20-some episodes, wait, 25 episodes, 26 episodes now, and we're finally ready to name a winner. All of our hard work, or lack of hard work, for the last 25 or 26 weeks is going to come to fruition, and we're going to talk about that. So first thing, I figured we start off since you two are Jets fans. Let's uh, get into the let's let's talk about the Jets game. I want to I want to talk about it. I want to get into it. I I want to say that that final minute and a half will go down in history as the as the most effective tanking in the history of American European worldwide sports there's never been anything like what i saw in that last minute in 30 seconds from a, a lot's been made of of the cover zero eight guys or seven guys going in qb spot on their car for a touchdown the holding the, on waller the thing the play before that they dropped eight right so they dropped eight it didn't work the guy just happened to drop it the next play they sent eight and it didn't work either it's an all-time moment i'm forever thankful to Greg Williams for that um, and for where it has set the Jets up to be able to do, hopefully, the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up. The ball also hung in the air for like 45 seconds and he was still wide open. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. The, the part like, you know, obviously being an NFL cornerback is a very, very, very difficult job. The The biting on a double in move. Double the fake double in <laughs> on the, the last for, play of the game. On the last play of the game for forty uh, for a forty five yard touchdown is an all time moment. And again, Lamar Jackson into the Hall of Fame for the tank. Pro I tank. Mean, I mean, you couldn't have made it up. Like you couldn't have made up that loss unless you were trying. Like, actually, you probably could have lost that game if you tried. It was. It's. It's. I can't even believe the fact that they got the ball back with a minute and 30 left and went down the field in 30 seconds and, and scored. It's an unbelievable moment. Unbelievable moment. Yeah. I'm thankful Man. for it. Ryan, Me your too. thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's a guy that's a Patriots fan. I mean, and I honestly wish the Jets would have won. It would have played I, better for you, yeah. I would have rather Trevor Lawrence ended up in Jacksonville. Well, let's not, let's not assume that Trevor Lawrence is coming to the Jets with the number one pick, but, you know. Don't let the Jets get smart, right? I've made it very clear my intentions or what I would do with that pick is not take Trevor Lawrence. Instead, buy Sam Donald rookie prisons. So, Lou, you feel pretty pretty confident then, pretty strong. That was intentional. No, like, it was definitely not intentional. It was just an you, all-time moment. I disagree. No one intentionally loses football games. Absolutely. Like, let's, no, Derek Carr was so bad all game, and then he was and the blitz was the right play. The so ball think- was awful. He stepped up in the pocket and like, yeah, it was like, like twenty-seven yards in the air. Right? You think like- they purposely tanked and then fired the guy the next day? What does that even mean? It just, I mean, <laughs> the team I mean- came out afterwards. It was like pissed. Well, yeah, Marcus May is like that was the worst play call ever. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I love it either way, but I mean. It's a great moment. It it's wasn't moment. as bad as an L as Lou took on his prison football box. So Lou's let, box let's talk wasn't about that, that bad for a second. What do you mean? Inherently, that, that counts as the not conundrum. Did you hit like a Tua out of seventy-five? That's it. That's like five hundred bucks. They Is it really? charge a thousand? Yeah, I paid a thousand dollars for the box. Right. I, that card's gonna sell for. I mean, you get one card, it gets half your money back at one hundred and forty-four cards. I mean, that's a solid start. Okay, let's go through everything else that I got in the box. Then. Look, I'm it's in. not a bad point. It's not a bad point. Let's and what I'll say, though, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Because I had this conversation with myself over the weekend. 
Because of our There's good a friend. Tua at 355 with a day and a half left. It's got 10 bids. That card's going to sell for every bit of five, 600 bucks. The of 75? Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, and I also got a Jake. The other cards I got out of it were a Jacob Eason and a Jordan Love, as well as a 2,500 point uh, Panini point. And 2,500 points is what, 150 bucks? That's a lot of points. That's awesome, man. But, like, I want the two autos out of the box. One in one hand and, you know, in another. And let's see which one gets filled first. I'm just saying, out of all the possibilities for boxes, that's a good box comparatively. You, that's again, stunning, though. That's horrible. That's really bad. If you're no, getting it's, a $1,000 box. It's not a $1,000 box, though. The MSRP on the box is 150 Sick, Panini man, doesn't make these bo- Panini doesn't make these boxes to be $1,000, right? These boxes are meant to be 150 so when they come out, like, and everybody in the world wants them, supply and demand, right? Demand is through the roof. Supply is not that much. So I, I thought s- Panini sells them direct, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Panini they- was selling them for $1,000 on their website, so. So, like. Yeah, again, that's just what, I mean, MSRP on them is supposed to be less. I just, yeah, I, I, I get the point there. That's a that's a, a fair counterpoint. I'm looking I'm, under. I'm looking listen, under I mean, on, I, I definitely, they were definitely on selling side for 1000 but. I think it's a slippery slope, Rye, and I think we got to talk about it. We've talked at length about the the value of buying a box and ripping it yourself. I I I was very clear going into it what I was doing. Me and my uh, Mm -hmm. my sister went for it. Yeah, we 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 went half and half on a box, and I opened that Instagram live last night. I accidentally showed the Panini QR code, which was an accident, (laughs) but that's fine. Um, And uh, (laughs) so I opened it, and we went we went through the box. You know, the twelve packs, hundred forty four cards, and. I got I I walked away from that box. I didn't feel great walking away from the box. But just to be super honest with you guys, like that was my takeaway from it. A two a silver prism, which is not Also I got no number. I got no silvers in the whole box. How's that even possible? I'm just saying the the two a silver prism, which is unnumbered and is going to sell less than the prism green, the last two sales were 750 and 900. That's a $1000 card. Silver and a green scope is different though. Yeah, green scope's numbered and silver's not. The green scope will sell for $1,000. Okay, if if the green scope sells for $1,000, then I made my money back on the box. You think I I don't want to test your knowledge because you know more. No, I mean, I, shoot. I'm, you think let's, silver's less valuable than a number? Me? Out of, of 75. Out of 75, absolutely. I think. I feel like the market look up Kyler. silver let's, more. Let's, let's try this. What's Kyler? Let's, There's I'm gonna a do, D book. You look, you look up the silver. Actually, let's pull, Todd, pull up eBay for me real quick. Which one are you looking up? I'm going to look up the green scope, Kyler. Okay. Ty, can you connect me onto the screen real quick? Yep. Yep. All right. Last Kyler silver. A lot of select silvers. You want to go by raw? Or you want to go by prism? What do you Say mean? That one more time. Raw. I mean mosaic. Great. I'm sorry. Uh, PSA or raw? Raw. Is there a raw one? Let me try to. Let me just do a minus PSA minus auto. Yeah, right there. Offer accepted a thousand. That was in September, though. Okay, what a PS? What the PSA one just do, Lou? PSA. Because I just saw a PSA 10 auto. Or a PSA 9, you got a 9? Offer accepted. PSA 10 did 2 grand. At 2200 bucks. Okay. At bids. Um, What's a silver Kyler do? PSA 10. A 9 just did 600. The last 10. Hold on. I just went away. I don't see any 10s. Um, There's a lot of Kylers. Prisms up, I can tell you that. The last raw one did three hundred a couple days ago. The Two last PSA, the last PSA ten Kyler Silver sold December first for twenty five hundred bucks. December first, I'd value them probably somewhere in the same, but yeah, right know. in the same universe. Yeah. Aside, aside from this, I, 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 this is a conversation I've had over the weekend. I'd like your thoughts on it, Rye, because you, the the collecting crowd, which we talk mainly about investing i would say we're like a 80 percent energy of buying and you know for the is it going to go up more demand and, mm-hmm. and sell 
the collecting crowd, which also matters. And I, I say it a little bit of like the collecting crowd because they kind of give us a little bit of like the investing crowd. But I like collecting personally as well, too. This was a collection piece that I picked up. Um, at what point does Panini, like, if you're just collecting, $1,000 for that box is a lot of money. So, like, what, you know, where are we going with this? So there's a couple things in this. Like, it's $1,000 because of what Prism is in the market, the potential to Mm -hmm. grade. It's the best rookie card for any rookie, base rookie card, football or basketball. Everybody, like, you'd get in a break with it because you have the shot at a $10,000 Joe Burrow, Mm $5,000 Joe Burrow. There's a lot of cards of value. Again, the Prism brand holds a lot of weight in the hobby. And also, look at look at resale market for boxes a year later. Mm-hmm. For the most part, like, yeah, the- yeah. I guess I guess my point or question is: by making this a thousand dollars, is Panini officially putting their flag in the ground and saying we understand what has happened to this market and we are now going to play into it? I guess it's like the same of Nike develops the sneaker app because they realize like the resale market's got out of hand. But like, at what point is that acknowledgement like happened? Yeah, I and, and I, I feel like that pricing is like an acknowledgement of like yeah, and same thing with you Dutch. can make money off this, so we need to get ours too. Same thing with Dutch auction. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing, but it, this is a business, right? Like mm-hmm. Panini's not a charity; they're a business. They're a for-profit business, and yeah. Dutch auction says, you know, hey, we can get. 1500 from this guy and 1400 from this guy and 1300 mm-hmm. I mean it's it's all about just like eBay right it's all about what you're willing to pay for it so mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean, yeah yeah no I don't fault it I, I, I just disagree. like was like uh, yeah I think you're yeah. right and it probably provides a lot of opportunity for you know those other whether it's most you know I don't know I guess Don Russ or just like the second or third tier because there still needs to be and there still can be almost a resale market for like, you know, if you're a father and want to open some football cards with your kid under the Christmas tree on, on like, you're asking a lot to buy a, to like give him prism. Mm-hmm. Like that's like buying like hundred dollars a pack. Him some Gucci, cards. some Gucci sneakers instead of like some Skechers. Yeah, and I, and Lou talks about this a lot when he ranks his his products and. You know, we got to get a guide going here with Lou's, you know, the tier of Lou's products. I mean, where it's like mid-ten, mid-tier, high-end, mid-tier, low-end, you know, <laughs> high-end, low-end. We've done this before. So Middle, low-high. If we're ranking on Lou's scale. That was a dramatic <laughs> dramatization of like how I view products. That was unbelievable. Like, that was wild. <laughs> but seriously, like I, some of the some of the mid-end products, like a product I like, a product I like a lot is like Phoenix. Right, you got the chrome type look, you got the refractor, you've got a numbered card in every pack, you get an insert in every pack, you get a rookie in every pack, four hits or three hits per box, two autos a jersey, that kind of thing. That's, you know, look, I think it's got 18 packs in it. I, I want to say 18 or 16 packs, and it's a third of the price. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, I think there's some, certainly some mid tier products like that. But yeah, there are just, we're at the point now where like you've basically created classes in, in sports cards, right? Like, mm-hmm. It, you got to be in a certain bracket to be buying and ripping boxes and cases of prism. That's expensive. You know, like you said, you could rip a box of illusions, a box of Phoenix, a box of Donris and a box of playoff four boxes, 12 plus hits, 15 plus hits, you know, 800 cards in total, 700 cards in total for the same price as one box of prism. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, you had a, a Joe Burrow auto in every box those four boxes or in Prism, the Prism auto is going to sell for probably more than all those other cards combined. Mm-hmm. So that's why Prism is what it is. That's why it, it, it costs what it costs. But yeah, it seems... It, oh, it, it reminded me this was the thought. It was like uh, when you go to a casino, again, for our black, us, us blackjack dealers, and like all you want to do is just maybe grind some like $10 blackjack or like $5 blackjack, but it's Friday night and you're at the Borgata. And like every table is fifty, <laughs> and you're like, "Damn, I got to go down so to like the trap or something." Like you know, like, and I just want to hang here. And like, can I get a ten dollar table? But then you pull up to the ten dollar table, and like everyone's just like, you know, sitting on sixteens and like 
you know, splitting tens, and you're like, nah, I, I, no, but I want to play normally, and it's like, well, you can't, because guess what? The demand's Friday night, and the demand's there, and you're either going to complain about it or go to the trop and party with the trop people. Yep. But, but you're at the Borgata, so what else do you want? That's kind of like where Prism has gotten. Yeah, and I, I, Prism being the way it is, also, like, being $1,000 a box also fuels the retail craze. That's why blasters sell for eighty dollars. Is you know you can't you can't afford a hobby box of Prism because it's outrageous and you know it's a thousand dollars. So you're gonna buy a, you know three eighty dollar blasters and spend you know two fifty on those resale, and you're gonna pull a Burrow rookie or you're gonna pull a two a silver and you're gonna have the potential to still pull something cool, something of value, some cards you can grade. You can still do everything you can in a hobby box without the you know fifteen twenty thousand dollar hit potential like a Justin Herbert gold vinyl. Um, like you're not going to pull that in retail, but that's why retail is what it is too. It just didn't someone pull a burrow one of one out of a retail. Mm-hmm. Didn't that just happen? Didn't the prism burrow retail just come the, out of the black? Right. I'm pretty sure that came out of a retail. Box. I thought it. I thought. I think you're thinking of the uh, no huddle. Maybe that's I thought what it was a. I thought it was Keep a no huddle black. I would be amazed, absolutely like astonished, if the one of one Joe Burrow base rookie was in retail. I would be just baffled why is that why is that 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 that, that's why you go to that's why hobby box sells for what they sell for that's why hobby box exists if you're going to pull the best you know a top five card in the entire product in in a retail box you would never need hobby that's the way it Mm -hmm. should be though it should be completely random and that's the joy of buying a box interesting very interesting you're thinking it should be random just completely i mean the idea that it's not random is problematic but yeah yeah, they're just they're different price points, so they're right, not all the but same. But with a price. hobby box, you're getting autos. You're not getting autos out of a retail box. You should be able to get a better. Uh, I mean, this is my two cents, but you should yeah, be yeah. able to get a, a good color or a good parallel out of a retail because realistically, the best case scenario you're getting out of a retail is a couple base and maybe a silver of a guy. You and want. that's why it's twenty dollars. So <laughs> yeah, that's my to that point, it's similar because I'm, I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, bucks. all right, how do I? I'm like, how do I? Uh, equate this to a casino because I really do like when I think about breaking wax now all I think about is like okay essentially you're if you are in the business of breaking you more or less for now have found a casino license without having to get a casino license there's a maximum amount you can win at a roulette table if it's smaller buy-ins to my understanding I believe so I could be wrong but I believe if the minimum amount is less like if you go to a roulette table and it's like minimum 10 or like there's also a max. So like you can't go to a $10 table. You can go to a $50 table and win much more than you could if you go to a $10 table. Yeah, that's which my, makes that's my thing. Of it's like, like cost yeah. of entry. Like they can't be the same with the same possible outcomes. You Upside, can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't have a $200 box hey, you gotta pay with to play. a $50,000 potential and a $20 box with a $50,000 potential. You never buy a $200 box. If yeah, you just buy the, the 20 at scale. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that makes sense to me. That's a good way to put it. But I think this is going to be it, it to me it will be interesting to see what happens the rest of the year as we've talked about this like with Mosaic. Mosaic was the first product, Prism's the second. Still have Select, still have Optic, still have Contenders, still have National Treasures, still have Flawless, still have a lot of the big products. What happens to those? Like is Prism going to set the tone? Is Prism going to go up, down? I just I think so much of the market is 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 controlled by Prism, right? It's just it's the brand for football mm-hmm. and basketball. So, I'm intrigued to see Contenders, Optic, Select, those kind of products the rest of the year and and, and how that uh, how Prism will affect it. Mm-hmm. Instagram search function kind of stinks, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to find this burrow card. It's like nowhere to be oh, found. Uh, shall we transist to something that I never would wanted to do in my life, but here we are doing it? Yes. So coming up after the break, we will get into who won Stump the Shop. All right, guys. So we're going to get into Stump the Shop. Again, Stump the Shop is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for cards and memorabilia. So after 25 weeks of buying and tr- selling on eBay, Ty and Lou, how do you feel? I feel great. I'm excited to get into this. Um, I do feel great. I 
I actually feel amazing. Um, but I like to uh, I like to do a little recap, little rundown. I think this is uh, this segment. If you've listened to the first half of the episode, largely some of the more banter we've gotten into. So I want to bring a little education and value, uh, and, and appreciate you if you've stuck with us up to this point. Um, but really, I think Rye, I'm going to read back your kind of purchases, uh, and then we'll go through ours and, and just some of the thinking that we had throughout the process. And mm-hmm. then we will crown said winner and, um, and just talk about, uh, talk about the process a little bit. So the first thing you came on and, uh, the, the Garrett Cole lot, which you picked up and we talked a lot about, um, just the ways that you navigate and, and find said lots. You had the Roberto Clemente lot. You had the Hunter Renfro one-of-one gold vinyl misspelled. You had the Tyler Hero Chinese New Year, Tyler Hero Revolution, Tyler Hero Blue Ice Prism. You bought a random lot of some graded cards, and you bought a random uh, lot of some soccer cards. Yep. We uh, picked up the Bulbasaur PSA 9, uh, everyone's favorite wide receiver, Tyler Mr. Punch and Get Ejected Boyd. Christian Pulisic Optic Hollow PSA 9. We got the lot of three tops TV Pokemon. The DK Metcalf Optic Hollow PSA 9. We picked up some Jude Bellin, Jude Bellingham Tops Now on Sufati PSA 9 and the Cardass Venusaur Red Prism PSA 8. The one thing that's missing from there from our list is my DKNT that I sold this weekend. This is a fair point. Raw, right? So, um, right. I'd love to just hear it. You, you kind of, there's really, you picked up lots, meaning like groups of cards, mm-hmm. which was not a strategy we deployed. Mm-hmm. And then really outside of your Hunter Renfro, who had a touchdown catch called back against the Jets this weekend, I believe. Is that true, Lou? I think he did. I don't think so. And uh, Tyler Hero, who has been oft talked about on this show, can you recap a little bit for your uh, the listeners, just kind of your strategy, and and do you still think about purchasing lots? Feels like you you, you specifically find value in lots of cards. Yeah, I, I I love buying in bulk. Right, it's to me, it's this, it's no different than going to to Costco or Sam's Club. You buy in bulk and you save money. Right? If you're willing to put in the work and grind it out on multiple cards, which requires more work, more resources, more time, more everything, there should be some sort of you know, opportunity there. right? So you're taking on the responsibility of 50 cards rather than just one. So I, I look for opportunities to buy in bulk a, a lot. Um, a lot of my strategy from the start was showing how I use eBay to find opportunity, not even just on bulk, but opportunity with newly listed items, right? So things that are just put on eBay. And when you search newly listed, you find the, you, you find things that have, have not been on eBay for a while, right? So you're looking for something that was listed in the last 10 minutes that no one has seen yet that is severely underpriced. So you're looking for underpriced, you know, assets that way. So, that was something I did with one of the graded lots I bought. It was like 400 bucks. I ended up making about 175 on that, I think. And then uh, I used the same strategy with uh, Garrett Cole and Roberto Clemente, finding additional items off of the same seller, right? You get a deal on uh, from one item on a seller. What else do they got? Do they have more deals available? So I, I went that route. Hunter Renfro, auctions on random times, right? A Friday night at like 7.30, just seeing what's listed, right? That's not necessarily the best time. You're you're probably not glued to your computer screen on a Friday at 7.30. I mean, pre-COVID, you're, you're probably, you know, out hanging, doing something like that. So maybe not the best opportunity. So I, I look to take advantage of missed opportunities on there and, and, and underpriced assets. The Tower Hero was literally putting my money where my mouth was. Lou and I were very, very optimistic about Tyler Hero. You, on the other hand, were not. And I said, you know, if I believe in Tyler Hero as much as I say I believe in Tyler Hero, let's go buy some Tyler Hero. Lou and I did the same thing, right? Lou and I both went out and looked for Tyler Hero. I And this is when right when we introduced grading. And I bought the Revolution Auto, which is at a 14. 
So that comes from Chinese New Year, and those are extremely hard to hit autographs from. Tyler Heroes is only 14 of them. Very limited print run. It's on card. It's got the red cracked ice. Looks really cool. Bought it for 200 and sold it for 600 right? Some great markup there. And then finally, deployed, which is, uh, deployed the strategy of grading cards. Got the Tyler Hero Blue Ice out of 99, graded it, got a PSA 10. This is why we talk about grading. This is why grading is as popular as it is. You buy a card for 450, you spend 75 bucks to get it real graded real quick, comes back and sells at auction for $3,636, and you clear $3,000 on one card. Two things that I think were largely important. Um, How do you not hold on? What selling Tyler Hero was probably tough. Like if I'm holding Tyler Hero at that moment, potentially a tough sell because of the, oh, he might be more later. What is kind of your process for, I know you, you are always thinking about cards in, cards out. I know that you are in the game you're in the 0.01% of like total action of being in the game you do this full time right but how do you if you feel what's your process of making that decision when not sure if I should sell how do I you know this guy's hot right now maybe it's only for right now if you're holding on a like a, a tranche of a certain player do you kind of you know, sell them off one by one as it gets going. I think maybe someone that might have five Lucas right now is going through this, right? It would Luca was at three K, then it was down maybe just under one K, and now it's kind of creeping back up at sixteen, seventeen. Are you holding on, or you sell them one at a time? How how do you go through that process? So, a couple of things. When Mike from MC Sports Cars was on, he mentioned keeping emotion out of it, and that to me is huge. So mine, because I'm, again, I'm different than, uh, you know, you and Lou, because this isn't your guys' full-time work. So you guys aren't sitting on, you know, at home all day, 24-7, buying and selling cards. So since I do that, again, owning a shop and, uh, and having an eBay store, my whole business is just transactions. So the thought process is, if you're buying something, and you're, even if you're making a small percentage on it, consistently, consistently moving the inventory it's just it's it, it's compounding, right? If you move ten things every week, making seven percent on them, over time you make a lot of money, right? You don't need amazing margins to make money if you're doing volume. Yeah, so the my thing have is no conscience at all. <laughs> Literally, yeah, my, yeah. I just the thought process being right. If you let's say it's seven percent, if you again ten percent or seven percent on ten items every single week. For 10 years, you have made enough money that in the end, from uh, 10 years from now, if Tyler Hero is the best basketball player of all time, I would have made enough money to buy the Tyler Hero card back. That's the thought process. Mm-hmm. Is if I flip it, a hu- uh, again, on those numbers, the money at the end of it would have made a- plenty to buy the same Tyler Hero card back. But if he's not, when you're doing the volume and the number of transactions, you have more to lose. So my thought is, is get out of it, even if he's amazing. Like I, like I've sold some Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker, right? Mm-hmm. I think Devin Booker's a star. I love move. I love Devin Booker. So, it, yeah, sure, it's not great to move them, but right. I mean, jo- yeah. same thing with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I think, is great. He's so talented. I have a bunch of Burrow stuff. Burrow gets hurt. His stuff won't be the same for. 10 months, 11 months, yeah. 12 months. So there's just, again, when, you, when you're as involved in the game, like I said, with the amount of inventory that we have, you're always going to lose. There's always a loss. So if you can alleviate the losses by moving as much as you can, as consistently as you can, you're, you're going to prevent a lot of that. But that that's just, like I said, Lou said, no conscious. It just Yeah, my question is what what motivates you to hold on to something? What are your motivators um, for holding as opposed to sell? Because your default, it, the difference between you and me is your default is move. My default is hold. Mm-hmm. Accomplishment, like risk, right? Like Tyler Hero is great. I like Tyler Hero. Devin Booker, like Devin Booker's a great one. I love Devin Booker and Devin Booker could be a star. But at a, what's a silver, I think I have, I have a silver 9.5 
True Gem Plus left. It's like oh, a fucker. Yeah, I have two of those left. They're about twenty six hundred a piece. Mm-hmm. My thought is, is would you rather? Would I rather keep that or a Tiger Woods Patch Auto nine five ten out of a hundred I just picked up? To me, the risk is a lot less in Tiger Woods game used patch auto or match worn whatever jersey auto mm-hmm. out of a hundred on card over the Devin Booker. So my thing is, is with the, with the volume we get, I'm going to move the things that I think are a little bit riskier, even Booker, like I think somewhat of a safe thing, but Tiger Woods has already done so much. So it's, to me, we're 80% in less sure things and 20% in more sure things. I know it's kind of the opposite of what I would like it to be, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the guys that are, no matter what, you can't take it away. Mm-hmm. Tiger, LeBron, like you've got to have some things that are certain that have already accomplished things. And then I've got risks that I keep, like I picked up in in Dallas, right? Like Connor McDavid, second year, exquisite patch auto out of like five or 10. Game use, it's a logo patch auto. Like I think McDavid's a stud. Just like Trouty's never won anything. He might not win in the team they're on. Mm-hmm. But game use, second year, high-end product. Like, I'll keep that. That has risk to it, but not not as expensive as, you know, some modern cards. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of my, my thought process is let's keep the cards of long-term of the guys that are, you know, already accomplished. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because you're – like, when we're, we're buying as I much like as it. we – like bu- it. Well, we're buying as much as we are. You're always going to have a new Devin Booker. You're always going to have a new Tyler yeah. Hero. There's always somebody every week. There's a flavor of the week. This week it's Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. right? Like there's always somebody new, always a new opportunity. Just can't get caught up in the, hey, this guy might be this. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i thinking about it a lot for my own personal collection now of like some things to sell off because when I look at like my entry costs to – market value i'm like i gotta actualize some of this but then it's like is that is that lebron no i think it's booker and luca um so it's just uh, and luca's one i luca's one i struggle with a lot because i've i i I didn't know if luca was going to be as good as he is and i was one that came around a little bit later on that but i mean he's a star but again for not uh, so much of this, we've we've said this before. So much of a current price has winning built in. Yeah, future winning, future earnings in. or future winnings built yeah, in. Yeah, his so MVP much is starting to get priced in. Like, yep, oh, yep, yeah. Booker, I mean, Booker, pretty much might as well be an all star guard for the New York Knicks, dating a Jenner. Mm-hmm. Married to married to Kendall. Married, yeah, ma- married. On like, King of the Kardashians. Like Travis Scott is best. On King of the Kardashians. No, for real. That actually that'd be a good thing to talk about in a future show. Is there's a couple guys right now that I think are in really interesting spots, and I think like Luca rare stuff is really hard to come by. Like yeah. it, it doesn't come up. Booker rare stuff doesn't really come up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You might have a different like insight of that stuff than I do, but. From my perspective, no, you're right. you never see that stuff, and that, it makes it that much more valuable. And people, if you're able to actualize some of your more base stuff into that rare, into that rare guys that you that we really, you know, everyone could pretty much agree. Pretty everyone could pretty much agree. Luca and Devin Booker are like the two biggest stars in the NBA to be here, right? The opportunity to actualize some of your base Luca or your base Tyler Hero or whatever into the rare stuff that isn't available and paying that premium for it becomes all the more uh, easier to do. Yeah, interesting over time. Yeah. yeah. So now going to our side of things, and thank you for that eloquent breakdown of your stump the shopper. Yeah, real quick, uh, real quick. I just want to thank you for your tenacity. Uh, getting through all that. That was good stuff. You really grinded that's it out. That's a good job. Yeah, that's a good job, right? So on our side of things, um, you know, we big highlight for us was that Bulba Soar uh, auction that Lou made a play on. With the leaf uh, in the title. Yep. The green yep. the green leaf. <laughs> the green leaf in the title, which mattered the most. <laughs> it mattered more than we realized. Actually, 10%. Going in. <laughs> so uh, we had a nice sale on that. Um, Tyler Boyd, which we picked up on, I think we we 
I'll purchase that in our internal meeting discussion, which in our private meeting was, um, you know, we really felt that position players were going to pop. It's also our, our DK Metcalf, uh, take. And last yesterday, Boyd had a, a big touchdown and not from the quarterback that you would have thought. Um, he also got ejected for throwing a small hand to the face. I won't even call it a punch. It was one of the I, weaker I ejections of slap. Seen this season. Um, but I think to that point, just we haven't seen that explosion in positional players in the NFL that we that we, Lou and I at least, thought would happen in the market when it, things were kind of white hot back in uh, late July, August, I'd say. Uh, and so to that, we've we've learned, I think. And, and what we've really learned, because whereas you guys called me out last episode, I kind of was like, I, I was like, oh, well, I don't think Metcalf's gone that crazy. And that was off of, and Jason mentioned before, that was off of, we got the optic hollow, not the prism. Mm-hmm. And I think... Whereas someone like Metcalf, who is huge right now, as big as it gets for a non-quarterback upcoming prospect in the NFL, Metcalf is as big as it'll get. Uh, You're not seeing it trickle to a product necessarily outside of Prism. National Treasures, maybe, but you could say that sits above Prism. It's a different thing. Great great attend. Always. Uh, Great attend? Yeah, I I would would say if you had an optic 10... I would say if you had an optic ten hollow Metcalf, yep. you're gonna have much more potential to 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 increase than a nine. The ten's gonna go up first, and then someone will realize there's a discrepancy between the ten and the nine, and then the nine goes up. There's a lag between the ten and the nine increase. Mm-hmm. Like my Got select it. Metcalf auto at a five isn't Prism, and it sold for a lot. We talked about it on Instagram. So so tens, we're seeing that much more of a. Yeah, I think that's always been the trend in the market. Like, I remember buying LeBron tops PSA 9, PSA 9 rookies in, in January when they were a fraction of what 10s were. I think we've we've said this with multiple interview guests this year. A 10 is gets so high, the average, you know, collector can't afford it. Then you're like, hey, what's the second best thing? Well, it's a 9. Let's go buy that. Or you can't afford the LeBron Tops Chrome 10 or 9, so you go to the Tops 10. You can't afford that. Then you go to the Tops 9. It's just like a trickle-down effect. So I think it, what happens is it goes, you know, it's going to go Prism Silver. Then it's going to go Prism Base. Then you're going to go Optic Hollow. Then you go Optic Hollow 9. Like, it's going to trickle its way down. And as those ones get, you know, a Metcalf Prism 10, I think, is over $350 now for a base 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as those keep going up, someone's going to be like, hey, man, I think the Optic Hollow might be, a PSA 9 might be, better than a prism 10 and then that argument starts to happen and then you see a, a rise there but it's not going to be the first thing that rises i feel like that's a conversation that we were having about basketball player optic nines like a year like 16 months ago mm-hmm. yep. my point being i think we were just a little bit too early on that position player thing yeah so to I that mean, point you, you did pick the right guy yeah yeah, I mean, Metcalf I mean, was the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy. His stuff's he, on fire. Yeah, and he's on fire. He has I mean, to you be watch the best-selling rookie or the best-selling skill position at player, like the hottest, maybe not best-selling, but the hottest skill position player at the moment. Has he's to be. a beast. Yeah, it has to be. If you watch him, like, he's a monster. I mean, that DK Metcalf out of five sold for 27-something, 2,700, like, any wide receiver rookie auto out of, out of that selling for that? Any yeah, wide receiver no. auto at all in the league? Can you think of anyone? Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked up a Julio Jones National Treasures Maybe auto. CD? No. 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 Justin I mean, Jefferson's the best rookie wide receiver. Henry Ruggs after his performance 24 hours ago. Um, it was an all-time catch. So it definitely speaks so, to how much, how how well Metcalf stuff is doing in the market. Yeah. Yep. Got it. That makes sense. Uh. And then we picked up Ansu Fati, PSA 9. He conveniently, about 72 hours later, blew his knee up and tore his meniscus. Um, Coming back a little bit healthy, but no juice there. Uh, And the 96 Cardass Venusaur Red Prism PSA 8, which 
Lou, how are those doing? I'm looking it up right now if you want to pull up my screen. Surely. Let's see what we got. Checking on some Cardass. Cardass is tough. The populations are so low, so I'd, I'd be stunned if we saw... I think this is the... Yeah, this is the one that I bought, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough to find the populations on these. Got you. But, and you picked that up for 103? Um, How about Raw Cardass? Raw Cardass is different, and also a different game there is... Because you're dealing with cards that are so old, and you're likely looking at buying them from Japan, um, mm-hmm. like forty five bucks is is a pretty good amount for this card. Um, yeah, I would put that on the higher end for this. Yeah, um, yeah, this stuff's just hard to come by. Like, it's a little bit tougher to get comps on these in real time, like on demand, in the way that you could for a sports card, just because the populations are so much lower. Like, I think the pop on this is like twenty two or something. So. You remain as excited. You know, we've kind of now gone through a little bit of a cycle of, you know, we're a little bit past the Logan Paul. We're a little bit past the Logic purchase. But I think on the undercurrent, you know, Pokimane, the the streamer just tweeted she's doing another box break. Content around Pokemon's at an all-time high. You remain as excited about... about uh. I do. I, I, think, I think we had our... I think we had the first moment, right? The first Pokemon right. moment. And... uh with that becomes the sellers who have been holding their cards for a really long time. And this speaks, this is to the larger Pokemon in 1999. Right. Um, and as what always happens is those guys, those guys and girls sell their cards um, and new floors are set. Right. So the person who bought a PSA nine uh, Venusaur 1999 Pokemon game who paid $17,000 is now very much in the business of keeping, like you've you've talked about many times. They're very much in the business of keeping their seventeen thousand dollars valued at at least seventeen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, so I think, of course, this is gonna the the white hot moment has definitely faded, but I'm more confident than ever that there will be another one of those down the line here. Yeah, and let's let's be honest here. You guys didn't buy Pokemon necessarily to flip a week later. I think the thought process is is I think we're all you guys especially pretty pretty optimistic about Pokemon's longevity mm-hmm. and the opportunity with the 25th anniversary next year and just the future, right? We talked about it with Jeremy a lot. Like Pokemon cards have never been handed down. They're like they were played as a game. Like that one Lou really mentions got it all me. the time. The handing it down from from father to son and all that, that was the first time that that was a big indicator for me and something i thought about a lot because it's like when people talk about vintage right like when i talk to gary about vintage or my dad about older cards like they talk about that i grew up watching and watching these guys play basketball and i collected these cards when i was a kid like it doesn't exist for pokemon yet so it's not as easy for people to like see in front of their face mm-hmm. so patience uh and then pulisic i mean on that psa9 that we had he What's that one called, Ty? Uh, uh, we got a uh, 2016 Donruss Hollow. Uh, but the 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 Pulisic market is not been. I mean, he's been nowhere to be found because he's been out for pretty much since since like late July, early August. I think he was out with a hammy. Then he came back. He just um, he actually got lucky this past weekend. In that he didn't, he wasn't in the starting lineup. He started in Champs League the week before, but played I think fifty-five or sixty minutes. He had to come on in the thirtieth minute this past weekend due to an injury, and he played fairly well. And he stuck a goal, so we're going to start to see that that market get going a little bit. I think I think he's going to start playing for Chelsea. The holidays are always big for Premier League football. They stack the schedule over Christmas and New Year, um, and. I, I think we'll start to see that. But with that being said, um, as we've talked through this a little bit, us holding for the long term and not being as active on the sales side, I think has hurt us. Um, I think some of the things we could have moved quicker on, I, I believe that compounding interest of what you've talked about, Rye, where like if you are selling, you'll have the money to buy it back and it'll be at the same pretty much basis anyway because it'll be, you know, house money that you're purchasing it with. So you might as well create more opportunity cost for yourself. Um, 
So it pains me to say, but the shop, the shop, the shop has not been stumped, Lou. Yeah, it's a tough break. It's really, I'm really sad about it. Do you think, serious question, do you think me being in your team meetings had any, you know, advantage? No, look, I think uh, the thing, you know, serious answer to your serious question, I think something that happened with you being in our team meetings is uh, you got inside of our head a little bit. And uh, I think you might have affected my decision. I'll, you know, hand up might have affected my decision making a little bit and forced my hand a little bit when I didn't want it to be forced. I think for us, I'm going to pull you out here, Lou. I think for the the real learning, really what I've been going through on the card side of things is uh, constantly not letting emotion get in the way. Like we didn't sell things on both sides of things. We didn't sell to, because, you know, this game, like what we were playing, we weren't in it on an every day-to-day basis, and that's no fault of our own. We weren't saying, okay, the Bulbasaur made money, take that money, What's gonna? what can we put it back in, and then turn around and sell? Whereas we kind of made plays Pulisic. The thought on that was long-term. Ansu Fati, long-term. We've always said Pokemon was going to be long-term. Tyler Boyd and DK Metcalf, we kind of made those NFL position player bets. But then when they didn't pop or play out, play out, you know, play out, what we could have and should have done is transaction transacted those once we knew and gotten into another spot. This game was about investing. This game was about high ROI. And inst- our reaction to not getting paid dirt immediately outside of the Bulbasaur was not to move and find another opportunity. It was to sit and be patient and wait. And I think that's, you know, a little bit, again, that's emotion. That's being emotional about our own plays. Even if you take a 5% loss, you might gain 25% on your next play. But if you don't have the money out to play the next play, Mm -hmm. you lost. Yeah. Whereas with you being in it more, and I could be wrong, but it allows for like less emotion and i think that's again the collecting and and investing conversation that you got to have come with a plan you got to stick to your plan and every day you have to pick yourself back up and and go at it with consistent effort and consistent approach and there were things like i bought a soccer lot right it was chronicle soccer as soon as it first came out it was 199 i made not you know nine to 15 bucks on an entire deal i had to ship 40 things like it was a lot of work didn't really make a lot of money but i bought it and as i bought it stuff started to go down right everybody's got a plan so you get punched in the mouth mm. and when you're a lot you bought for 200 dollars goes to you know 175 quick flip or you know 215 with a lot of work which, which one are you going to do and uh, uh, part of it was you know you guys couldn't control you know, Tyler Boyd punching somebody or Christian Pulisic getting hurt. And I think Stump the Shop turned into everything we've talked about on this show before. Mm-hmm. Keeping emotion out of it. Are you doing a lot of transactions? You can flip it and make you know make money doing it consistently, consistently. What happens when, you know, something you buy goes down? Are you willing to sell it and take the loss and keep playing? Or do you want to realize that value, right? Transactions are key to learning. You need, like, it's easy to buy. It's harder to sell. These are all things we've ever talked about on this show. And, you know, we're, we're proof that these things we say are, are true. And I just, yeah, it was a, it was a great learning experience. Um, so... Yeah, feel- what was yeah, I mean the the buying a blue ice prism raw, getting it graded and then selling it is for me is uh it shows a lot, right? Again, that is like I think a lot of individuals would get that back and feel accomplished and proud of themselves just for getting the graded card back and then not seeing through the transaction because they'd be like, Well, I did really good on this one, look how smart I am. I bought it, you know, and graded it to a 10 and just kind of hold on to it. But I also, one of the things I, I, I agree, Todd, that's, that's a excellent point. And it speaks to things we talked about before. PSA grading is an all-time mm-hmm. high. You're grading cards. PSA is charging you $75 to get a $3,600 price tag on a $450 card. That's why grading is where it's at. That's why grading is going where it's going. It's, it's why people love graded cards is it just 
yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that. But in, in the same breath, I think another thing it, this showed was I remember quitting my job in, you know, 2018 and being told like, hey, man, you know, this is cool. You can't really make a lot of money on this. Like, this is a hobby. This is a, a side thing. And I, I just think, you know, th- this is a small fraction for what we do on a daily basis, but it shows that, right? If you do your research, you put in the time, you put in the effort. This is like, this is, this has potential to be a real business. Like you can make money doing this. I spent $1,762 and left up uh, over 50, like 5,200. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was like $5,200. You're talking about a $3,000 gain on a, it was like 3,100 for the, for the money, I think it was three hundred and one percent on my money. I just like it may not always be that great, and some things you get luckier on, right? A lot of it was from the Tower Hero, but I just think it speaks to like this. This, if you play your cards right, and you you know what it's you're possible. doing, and you learn, it's this is possible, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's that's what makes me feel good about it. Is not necessarily that I won as much as I love beating you and you know you and Lou. It just so many people out Watch there are like, it. hey, can I do this full time? Can I? Can I? <clears throat> is this a real job? And I, I think it shows that, you know, put in the time, put in the effort, track it, be honest with yourself. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Well, congrats. Maybe we'll get you a hoodie or something. Yeah, Jason, we got to get him like a stump the shop champion hoodie. And I want you, I, I would rather you guys get shirts yeah. that say stumped. Stumped? That's actually a yeah. great idea. You know, where we, could, you know where we could wear those? Uh, Alice? Ah, interesting. All right. I like his stuff. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll commit to wearing a stump shirt in Dallas. Me too. With, maybe we get the Card Collector 2 logo on it. Yeah, I mean, that's a little announcement for everyone who's going to Dallas, but, you know. We all stumped. So. Should we kick it over to new releases? All right. So before we kick it over and start getting into new releases, we just want to remind everybody, Stump the Shop is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for cards and memorabilia. Now, let's get into the new releases. Uh, not as big as last week, right? You had Prism last week. Kind of hard to top the best football product of the year, the most popular football product of the year. Um, I know this week there is a big product coming out for baseball. I would love to get Lou's take on it because Bowman Draft comes out this week. Bowman Draft comes That's out this week? Bowman Draft Baseball, Jumbo and Super Jumbo. Is that true? Yep. No Pulled way. Yeah, Bowman Draft and yeah, Bowman Draft Baseball Jumbo and Super Jumbo comes out Wednesday. Wow, I had no idea. Yep. So you got that. You got WWE Finest Wrestling. You have Topps Chrome UEFA Champions League Soccer. Big release there. Then you've got Stadium Club Chrome Baseball National Treasures Racing. Is the is the final one this week? And then there's also a Yu Gi Oh Speed Duel, which I'm not actually sure much about that. But yeah, Bowman Draft Baseball and Topps Chrome UEFA Champions League Soccer. Yeah, I am excited about Champions League Soccer. I'm trying to find out who's in. Do you have a checklist in front of you for Bowman Draft? See, like the first are going to be in this one. I can pull it up. I don't know hardly the names like you do. Yeah, I'm trying to see. That's very. That's so wild. Baseball's so off my radar right now. It's like, but you know what's funny? Speaking of baseball, while I'm trying to find this, um, it's getting close to. Um, my camera's messed up. It's getting close to buy time for baseball. I mean, it, it is buy time for baseball for next season. I was really doing some research yesterday and trying to figure out where I'm going to make some plays, but it's about that time. Yeah, I mentioned that to someone earlier today that, I mean, you're you're in the heart of the offseason for baseball. Basketball is about to start. Football is about to head into the playoffs. You're going to see a lot. Like, there's just not attention on baseball. None. Right? I mean, you've... Zero. You've got basketball about to start and football is on. So, but, but it'll be the same thing, right? Like, wait till middle of March. Basketball's going right around the mm-hmm. All-Star break. Football's a month and a half away from the Super Bowl being over. Baseball's about to start. Plenty of time to start looking at what Joe Burrow stuff's selling for. If you're in on Joe Burrow or other quarterbacks or other buying opportunities, as one sport gets ready to ramp up and one sport's in the mix of it in the heart of the season, the other sport seems to seems to 
die down and present a buying opportunity in most cases. So there's a checklist, base paper set checklist, a bunch of names I don't really know as much about. <laughs> Spencer, Tor- the- Spencer Torkelson will be in it, so he's like the he's like the obvious, the biggest one. So Spencer Torkelson is obviously a beast. So who does he play for? Um, Spencer Torkelson is on the Detroit. He's in the Detroit Tigers system. Gotcha. He's an animal. First baseman. Ty, while he's doing that, any thoughts on? Chrome. I don't think the uh, the full like set list is out, uh, but I do know that uh, Joao Felix has been on absolute fire, and he's someone that I've long been excited about. That product, I think, we'll see more Gio Reyna. People are going to be going after, um, but that's just a, a acknowledgement to him. He's been. He's been killing it, and I have about 20 of his base stuff at PSA right now that I'm waiting to get back through my sub with you. Happy to help. Do you think I should send you my green scope to Probably. Probably should, right? So, and this this is a great question because we get asked this a lot, so I think this is a great 30-second advice because I get this question all the time. Should I grade this card? So what's your plan with the Tua? Because the thought process has to be on this card, right? You can five day it, have it back in roughly a month. Cost you seventy five bucks. God, right? You get it back in a month, seventy five bucks. Right? That's a that's an option. A month from now, mid, early January, middle of January, you get it back. What does football season look like for Tua? Is he done? Is he still playing? Is he good? Like that's a possibility. Then you look at the option for three months. Right? Three months from now, you're at March. Do you want Tua in the heart of the off season? No. Okay. So then. Do you just sell it raw and let somebody else take on that risk, knowing if you don't have it graded in the next what month? When's the next time it's going to hit peak potential? It still will be nice as a PSA. He 10 might not March, be their quarterback but... next year. Whoa, interesting. That's like on the table. Sure, absolutely. Like that's they... why he's playing now is to figure that out. They benched him. Yeah, yeah. Only... It feels like he's in one big pro day right now. It feels very evaluation period for Tua right now. Absolutely. It should be evaluation period for a lot. That's why Jalen Hurts should be playing. I couldn't agree more. Right? And honestly, that's why should Jacob Eason should be playing. This is the opportunity. I mean, Jacob Eason's different because the Colts are in the mix at least. Like, so I understand Rivers being there. You're, you might win the division. I think they're leading the division now. Um, so this is like, but this is the opportunity like, hey, there's multiple quarterbacks next year. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. There's multiple quarterbacks that'll likely go in the first 40 picks, 50 picks, two rounds, whatever. This is the opportunity to say, hey, is the guy we drafted in the second or the first, second or third round, is he the answer for the franchise or is he not? Crazy, man. It's so unreal. If if you're not going to be if you're not winning games, time to figure it out. It's unreal. Bro. Imagine if you're the Jets right now. I mean, awful. You had to make this decision. I think I mean, he, Trevor he, Lawrence uh, hasn't been putting up listen, like the most. Like Trevor Lawrence is a stud. Trevor Lawrence is definitely a stud. Here's my thing, right? Like all kidding aside, this is not a new release conversation, but like the idea that you can get like. Five, six. How many picks you gonna get for Trevor? You could do more with all of the picks. And we're than and one the Jets pick. are so talent efficient. Like they're so bad. The team is so. We've bad. We've talked about this before. Can the average non-Jets fan name five players on the Jets that are not rookies? Could you name three if you're not a Jets fan? And you can you name and you take out Sam Darnold and Mackay Becton. Can you name anyone else? That's on a rookie. Team? Yeah. And so besides, can you name anyone else? Tough. They're bad. Name's going to be a player. And though. here's the thing, right? With Sam, like, if you we're going to wrap it up here, but if if let's say you decide to trade that pick and you get four, five, six picks for it, you still have another two more years of Sam, I believe. Mm-hmm. You're basically kicking the can down the road, but in the meantime, you're building up the rest of your roster. That's what the Browns did. That's the uh, to me. They traded. Their I'm also pick, got Miles Garrett. I'm got heavily pro Sam, but like either way, I think keeping Sam is the play. I don't, I don't hate the idea of building assets. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad you don't hate it. So That's what we're going to do. That's all I got for this one, guys. See you next week. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. 
please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.